after a meditation, it came to me, I share my voice so that you can share yours. And that way I still get to speak, inspire, motivate and transform lives in this way by speaking, but I also help others to share theirs and do the same thing. Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast. I'm Frida Carbo, founder of Sensitive Success Circle, the mastermind for sensitive coaches and changemakers who want to create success in their way with the help of their sensitivity. I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand with my husband and two kids, working online, creating the life and business that I love with a mission to help others do the same. One of the things I learned is that we have so much wisdom inside when we learn to trust and take aligned action. And even though we're responsible for our journey, we don't have to do it alone. I do this work because I'm committed to helping highly sensitive, introverted, intuitive coaches and changemakers to do the work they are called to do in a way that works for them. I know it's possible and creates so many ripples. My intention with these episodes is for you to be inspired, empowered, and to know that you're not alone in your business adventure. If you haven't already, come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Carbo. Thank you for being here because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Welcome. In today's episode, we have Maritza Barone here. She is an experienced TV presenter, radio host, podcaster, speaker, and senior producer. Her mission is to help elevate impactful voices through the content she creates and is involved in. Her well-being podcast, Things You Can't Unhear, regularly features in the top 50 self-improvement podcasts in Australia. Launched the show in 2019 because of the pure reason that she truly had to share the lessons that she was hearing on her own self-development journey, as they were so transformative that she could simply not keep them to herself. Her motto now is, I share my voice so that you can share yours, as she helps others through the new pathways to voice their thoughts in a way that is clear, meaningful, engaging and life-changing. I'm so excited to have Maritza here today to talk about her journey and also how we can share our voice more. Welcome, Maritza. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. So yeah, tell us a bit more about your journey and how you come to do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, uh, I've worked in media for most of my career, over 15 years now, and it's been a, a very interesting journey of ups and downs. There's definitely been highlights and moments of pure joy when you, you know, you get those roles that you've, you know, you've really been aiming and achieving for most of your career. And then those moments when you miss out and then you have those moments of like, what am I doing this all for? It's such a competitive industry because I was working as a TV presenter and radio host for a long time. And yes, it is incredibly competitive. You have those moments of just wondering, going, what, what is it all for? So yeah, I did, um, as I said, work as a TV presenter, radio host. I was working, uh, at, red carpet events. I was doing radio shows. I was, uh, you know, at the Logie Awards nominations and red carpets for Brownlow medals and AFL. And, and so all of that was happening. And I just, I think I got to a point in my career where I decided that I needed more meaning and more 
purpose to what I was doing. And instead of being handed scripts and briefs and other people's words and ideas, I really felt the need that I wanted to share what I had learned and my lessons and experiences along the way as well and share my authentic voice. And there was such a process of me being able to find that space of who I am, that there was so many lessons and learnings in that. Like you said in my intro that I couldn't keep to myself and that I really needed to share in a space as well. And there was a particular time of my life where I was working in radio, had a very uh, well-known radio station, and I felt myself just repeating a lot of things that other radio announcers were saying. Sort of as a radio announcer, you, you sort of Google viral things and and talk about them. So I found everyone just talking about the same thing. And I thought there's got to be another way to this. There's got to be something different that I could do. And I always wanted to have my own show in a sense and help share other people's voices. But the idea of creating a TV show and the expense of putting a TV show together was incredibly overwhelming and it felt too hard to navigate in my mind. And so everyone was talking about podcasting at this time when I was working in radio. This word podcasting was everywhere and there were little studios just, you know, going off with different amazing podcasts being birthed every day. And I thought to myself, why don't I create a podcast? That could be my own show where I get to share these amazing voices that I've learned from. And so there, there it was where I, I birthed the Things You Can't Unhear podcast. That was four years ago. And it's led me on this incredible journey of self-discovery. Not only I found myself very selfishly interviewing people that inspired me very much um, myself so I could learn even more from them, especially in the early days. And I, to be honest, still do it. And I said it a lot back in the early days. I feel so selfish doing this because number one, I'm learning so much. And number two, I'm enjoying it so much. So yes, that, that completely led me on a whole new pathway. Um, And I have since launched my own purpose-led podcast network called Guide Your Light, which helps others who are in that position of holding back from sharing their voice in a particular way or wanting to elevate their voice to create a positive impact, to take that first step in doing so and give them a platform to do so. So it's been an interesting uh, journey in business and and self-discovery and self-awareness in finding who I am and my purpose. But I think what my key element was, was using the skill set that I had to further where I wanted to be with more meaning, with more purpose. So instead of starting from scratch and realizing at, at this certain point in my career that, you know what, I'm not happy. What should I do next? I thought, what can I do with the skills that I have to create a career that has more meaning? And that's where I've landed. Love that. Love that. And I can really resonate to inviting people that inspires us and to be able to talk to them. So I'm really happy that you're here and talking about your journey and inspire us and me, me being selfish, wanting to talk to you, (laughs) but also sharing it so we can share it further as well. Lovely. So this podcast is called The Sensitive Success. So what does success mean to you? All right. So success, I think, is a number of different things. Success is freedom for me, is which means for me, being able to pick my kids up from school, to choose things that align with me only and not say yes to opportunities that don't align to my values and my beliefs. Success is to have variety and freedom of choice. Success is abundance. So not having to worry about money and 
if I can enjoy myself and, and buy the things that I need for my life and my family and myself. And success is achieving your purpose, living your purpose and having no regrets. And honestly, I had many regrets for years and I, I felt like I wasn't living my purpose. And now I can genuinely say that I've gone out and done the things that have scared me the most. And I don't have regrets now with my career in particular. And, and that's success to me. That's one of the biggest elements. Mm, love that. And we talked about bit earlier about being sensitive and tell us a bit more of how that has affected you and how you see it as your superpower. It's funny. I laughed when I heard that I was, uh, that you'd invited me onto this podcast and saw the title and I was like, oh, words getting out there that I'm sensitive. <laughs> People are starting to know that I'm sensitive. It's interesting that word. I was called sensitive my whole life in my family and it really annoyed me really annoyed me because it was seen as such a negative term and people still say it in a way like I know I'm a very sensitive person I'm a Scorpio I'm built that way I'm aware of the fact that you know I can get easily offended or easily upset or overly emotional or very empathetic right they're the traits of an overly sensitive person but um, yeah, as a kid, I, I was always called, you're so sensitive, you're so sensitive. And I've flipped that now. I, I see it as a positive. I see it as emotional intelligence and empathy, and they're incredible skills to have in our lives and also in our careers and in business. So it's all about flipping that script, isn't it? It's all about navigating what you are, not trying to change yourself and be something else, but going, yep, you know what? I am sensitive. I'm going to remain sensitive because that is me and I can't change that. So how can I use this as a positive? How can I use it to further my life in, in a positive way? Mm, yes. Love that. Yeah. So beautiful. I and remember that, uh, doing a, a personality test at one of my workplaces and I was a leader in this workplace at the time and it always came back as the sensitivity levels were really high and that was another thing that really got to me. It was just like, you know what, let's use this as a positive. Let's see how as a leader my sensitivity can actually help my team and, you know, we did have those incredible conversations and opened up the pathway for them to share who they were because I was more empathetic towards them. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It's such a superpower when, when we let it, when we, we can flip the script, as you say. So I love that. Yeah. And I loved your vibe as well. That's why I connected. I'm so glad that you're here and helping us see that sensitivity is something really positive when we let it. And you talk about, I share my voice so that you can share yours. Tell us a bit more about what you mean with that. Yeah. So... Like I said at the beginning, I know what it feels like to hold back from sharing your voice. And I'll, I'll share a story with you so you can sort of really understand where that emotion comes from. So I was 17 years old. I was sitting in my school homeroom. We were reaching the end of our schooling years and our careers counsellor came around. And I was sitting on a table with maybe six or seven of my girlfriends. I went to a girls' school and we were all just working on some homework together quietly. She came around and she said, girls, I'm about to uh, go around and, and jot down what type of course you'd like to enroll in in university next year? What Where would you like to further yourself and, and what, where do you want to move forward onto? And my heart started beating like a drum. It was just, 
oh no, oh gosh, I've got to make something up here. I can't be honest. I can't tell her what I really want. And what I really wanted to say was, I want to speak for a living. I want to stand on stage and inspire people. I want to be like Oprah Winfrey, have her own talk show, invite inspiring guests on and share their story. I want to, you know, that's, I want to be in the limelight, but I want to do it with purpose and meaning. And I knew I couldn't say that because I felt like I had no right to say that. I was such a shy 17-year-old. I'd never done any public speaking. I'd never stood on stage in front of anyone. I was so shy in settings around audiences that I would, even to the point of hiding behind my friends or my sister if we went somewhere and, and just you know, shielding myself from too many eyes on me at the same time. So I felt like I didn't have the right to say what I wanted to say. And at that time, I didn't have the words for it either. Like I had the vision for it. Well, I couldn't say to my careers counselor, I want to be Oprah Winfrey. I want to be exactly like that. She would have laughed at me. I went to a, a private girls school and that wasn't really an option. And so she started around the circle and she said, the first friend replied, no, I'd like to be an accountant. I'd like to do law. I'd like to do HR. I'd like to be in information technology. As we went on, they were all like these expected answers. She'd write it down, tick the box and move on to the next person. And she came over to me and she said, Maritza, what is it that you would like to do or enroll into? And the heart was beating and the, the palms were sweating. And you know what I wanted to say, but what came out of my mouth was marketing. And my heart sunk and I let myself down in that moment because for the next X amount of years, I wasted time in that marketing degree and in a career and in a course that wasn't serving me. And I got to the end of a period of time where I'd immersed myself into that and I knew I was lying to myself. I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I promised myself when I reached for my dreams and when I started to speak in the way that I wanted to speak and that people started to see me in the light that I wanted to be seen in, that I would help other people do the same using my skills. So it was about two years ago, a year and a half ago, I'd employed a business coach to really help me fine tune my offering and and understand that purpose at a different level. And it was during a meditation or after a meditation, it just, it came to me. I share my voice so that you can share yours. And that way, I still get to speak, inspire, motivate, and transform lives in this way by speaking, but I also help others to share theirs and do the same thing. That is so beautiful. I can really relate to that story. So if we have someone listening and want to speak up, want to really use their voice, what is your best tip, especially for us sensitives that might a bit more resistance towards taking that step and actually speaking about what is important to us. It's truly step-by-step step doing things that feel really uncomfortable. So it's getting out of that fear-based state of limiting beliefs and thinking that you're not worthy of it and thinking that you can't do it and people are going to judge and compare and, and criticize you and taking one step forward to not do that. So for example... For me to record a social media video 
on my phone and share it out. I remember the first time I did that, it took me about 27 takes. I was so critical of myself. I was stumbling on my words. I was judging every crinkle and line on my face. I thought my eyebrow looked funny. I didn't like the sound of my voice. I was thinking people were going to be judging what I was saying, or I didn't have the right or authority to speak on that topic. And, you know, all of these ridiculous thoughts come through our minds. And then I did it. As I said, it took me 27 takes, but I did it and put it out there. The world didn't end. I actually got some amazing responses and I thought, well, that was difficult, but I did it and I can do it again. And then again, the next day or the next week, you take another step and another step and another step. And then all of a sudden you can literally pick up that phone and live stream without any qualms or concerns that people are going to judge you. Because when we allow people to judge us or we compare ourselves to others, it's the thief of joy. It literally is a thief of joy and it stops us from moving forward and achieving anything in our lives that have meaning. Yeah, it's just so important and something that I talk about as well a lot, like just take the next next smaller step that feels aligned, that feels like it is what you should take. But how do you know what is the right How do you know what is the right step? Well, it depends on what's right for you. And that is really getting to know yourself. So going and thinking, I actually had someone on my podcast yesterday who I asked this question to. So I liked her response. It's the things that you do in your spare time that no one asks you to do, for example. So I say this to my 13-year-old daughter all the time. She says to me, Mom, I don't know what I want to do. I'm so confused. I don't have any passions, blah, blah, blah. Then I see her, you know, writing notes about how her fitness schedule and how many training sessions she wants to do a week and how, you know, all of this stuff around fitness and technique. And I said to her, hey, do you think that might be something that you're really passionate about? Because no one ever asks you to do that. And that's something that you just do on your own and and you just never forget to do. So it's things like that, that we need to look out for things like, I mean, you could be a mum, and it's your kids who are your priority. So why can't we potentially look at creating something around building and elevating your kids or a business that helps other people in the way that you've managed to, to do or manage or, or live with your children and, you know, be the best version and the best mum that you are. Like whatever it is, look at the things that you're doing in your spare time that no one asks you to do, that you don't have to do, that are things that, you know, that these are the things that truly inspire you and you won't need ongoing motivation for going down the track. And if you are working and you're, you know, you've got that job that you're not enjoying, start these little things on the side. And like we said before, it's, it doesn't have to be full steam ahead overnight. It can be one first step, then another first step. But if you don't take the first step, you're not going to get to the 20th step, are you? Yeah, definitely. If someone feeling that they have something on their heart that they want to be the next opera, want to be a big speaker and want to be on the stages, where do you recommend them to go? Well, I actually run a couple of sessions. I run a session called The Power of Voice where I connect with people one-on-one or in team groups, which I've done before. And we go through a series of techniques to identify how to find that power behind your voice and how to magnify it. And then obviously 
podcasting is the platform that my chosen platform where I help people to do this. But the Power of Voice course, I've worked with corporates and I've worked with MCs and speakers where they take their voice on different stages. But with the Guide Your Light Network, which is my podcast network, we have sessions to really break down those elements as well. So you really have to start with setting an intention. So what is the intention behind sharing your voice? So you really need to get clear on all of those pre-steps before you stand on stage and start sharing or before you turn on a microphone and start sharing. Uh, And so that's why I've set up the Power of Voice course and now the Guide Your Light sessions where people can engage in these tools to work step-by-step improved methods with me on how to take those first steps, how to move forward. And for me, I learned a lot from Lisa Nichols and she was one of my big mentors. She is probably one of the most incredible speakers I have ever heard. Every single breath she takes is so engaging. Every word she speaks is so engaging. And I did her course maybe six years ago, and that was an absolute game changer. So that's something that I've tried to bring into my work, uh, lessons from her as well, lessons from my experience in media and also from moving from that fear point to where I am today and breaking through that. And um, yeah, I love sharing that with people. I love sharing the outcome of that and seeing the freedom in their faces when they when they break free from the shackles that they've put on themselves, so to speak. Mm, yeah, I love that. Love that aha moment and the yes. breakthroughs that you say. And if someone wants to know more about this or more about you and your work, where is the best place that they can go? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram probably more than I should be. So it's (laughs) Maritza underscore Barone. And I've actually gotten much better at at limiting that time on there. I've got a website, maritzabarone.com. And if you're interested in learning about the podcast space for your own voice, your own messages, you can look up guideyourlightnetwork.com. And um, I'd love to chat to anyone who wants to know more about that space. Perfect. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to add? I'd just like to say congratulations to you for putting this podcast together and, and, and stepping out of you know your comfort zone and, and speaking up. I'm sure that was completely liberating for you too. And it's just so nice to see those big smiles on people's faces when they do that and work to what they believe in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on this podcast with me. And thank you for the really important work that you do in the world. I'm so glad to have you as a guest here. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This podcast is put together for you to see what is possible and how to use your sensitivity to create success in your way. If you know anyone who would find this conversation useful, please share. And if you share this on social media, tag me in and I would love to reshare it. Come over and connect with me on Insta at Frida Carbo and tell me your biggest takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening and remember to keep shining so that those who need your help can find you.